0: You're listening to a podcast from Victory Alabang. When we humble ourselves and seek the Lord through fasting, we have the opportunity to receive spiritual breakthrough. Know more about this message by Pastor Ryan Gidor. We are right now in the fourth installment of our series, Cross Training. And indeed, I'm very, very uh, excited because Cross Training in sports and fitness refers to the combined exercises of work on various parts of your body. This holds true to how we go about our daily spiritual regimen. This topic will show us that spiritual disciplines are essential in our walk with God. And I hope that indeed for the past few weeks you've learned so much because uh, the past three weeks has been an exciting uh, discussion uh, in all of our services. Thus, the first two weeks of this uh, topic or this series has a lot to do with uh, how we go about and how well we have connected with giving and fasting. So if you have connected with prayer and the Word, I am highly convinced that it's easy for you to give, it's easy for you to be generous, it's easy for you to really understand the concept of fasting. And a lot of people are asking, do I really need to fast? Okay? And I know that you've been hearing a lot of uh, answers and a lot of queries. I believe that all of us, we are not yet... okay in the pinnacle of our relationship with God. And thus, the heart of fasting is not just to twist the arm of God. And I know that a lot of you here, you think that fasting is about what? It's about twisting the arm of God for the things that you need and you want. Thus, you need to fast. You're getting it all wrong. In the next few uh, uh, minutes, in my discussion, as we uh, really end this uh, series, I do pray that all of us, will what will understand the benefits of what of godly living and i know that it doesn't happen overnight we need to go through what we need to go through we need to be trained and in our training it is not just about the how to's but it has a lot to do with our experience of who god is because experience is always expressed so a lot of people they think that they are uh, believers and christians and followers of the lord jesus christ if they go through the Routines of going to church, reading their Bible, attending a Bible study, and worshiping the Lord. Remember this, Christianity is not religion. A lot of people would say it's a relationship, but more than a relationship, it is an experience. You cannot express what you have not experienced. Amen. And thus, it is important that we pursue the experience of knowing God more than what we can get from God. Godly living is a product of constant exposure to who God is. The more you what? You are exposed to God, the more that you become godly. A lot of people are having a hard time trying to program the, themselves to be godly. And you'll promise yourself to do what is right and to be good. And I'm telling you right now, you're guaranteed to fail and you're guaranteed to be depressed when you're out there trying to what? to train yourself how to be godly because that will never amount to anything. First and foremost, we want you to be godly brought to you by your constant exposure of who God is. And the more you get to know God, the more you are totally changed. In fact, the more you expose and you're trained to interact, the more God can influence your life. Thus, in Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, I know you're familiar with this passage, verse 7 to 8, have nothing... To do with irreverent, silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some good value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. The word "train" there is from the word "gymnazo," okay, translated as also a means of training. And in verse eight, okay, it is related to the word "gymnasia." where we get the English word gymnasium. And this training is a routine exercise that will benefit your body and in the same manner, spiritually, as you expose yourself in prayer, God's Word, in generosity, and in what we're about to do, prayer and fasting, the more that you will, what? The more that you will grow your spiritual muscles. How many of you here, every Sunday you come here because you believe that in this life, you know that you are designed by God to walk in victory. All of us are destined by God to be victorious. How many of you here, it is your dream, it is your hope, it is your desire to fail? You love to fail. Nobody wants to fail. We want to be victorious, but we're not willing to pay the price. And I'm telling you right now, paying the price is not just going to the regimen that is asked of you. You can, in fact, go through what is as of you, but miss the point. At the end of the day, the reason why we want to exercise, we want to develop, because our what? Our function, our routine is empowered by the Spirit of God. We're delighted with God. We're enjoying God. We love God. That we can't help but walk in godliness. The more that we train ourselves, the more that we become godly, and the more more we are freed from what limits us, what constrains us, what suppresses us. Do you understand? So, in your constant exposure with God and in your daily routines of knowing God, you're not just growing in godliness, you are what? You are liberated from what's preventing you. And I'm telling you right now, there are certain things I can can sense and feel in my spirit that a lot of us, we want more of God. We want to draw closer with God. We want to know God. But there's something that's pulling us back. Come on now. Do you agree with me? You want God? I want to know you. I want to be exposed. I want to get to know God. Lord, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of where I am today. Lord, I want more of you. Dito ba ako, I want to draw closer with God. I want to know God more. And I'm telling you right now, there is something in our lives that if our spiritual antenna is not in sync with God, we will never know what's preventing us from moving forward and growing deeper in our understanding with God. And I want to read a passage right here Okay, who's synonymous to uh, an athletic passage. And I believe Paul derived it Okay, when he witnessed, okay, what really happened uh, in in the different uh, Roman arenas in in the New Testament, and this is okay, what the passage says in Hebrews chapter twelve verse one. Therefore, and every time you 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 see the word therefore, it is a byproduct of something that was spoken before. Therefore, there is a hinge. Since we are surrounded by so. A great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. That we're not just concerned with growing in godliness, but there is something that's causing you to slow down. And I'm telling you right now, people in this room, the reason why I'm here and I'm so encouraged this evening, because I believe all of us, we want to get to know God. We want more of God and less of us. But pastor, how come that I'm trying my best, I'm pressing forward, I just can't worship the way this person beside me worships you? Do you understand? That you you need to press and you have to labor in pain just to connect with God. Why is this happening in my life? We're so connected with God that as we see the ticker, okay, the running time, we're almost about to cry because we're just ready to worship the Lord. But some, Of us, we're struggling raising our hands. And I'm telling you right now, I've been through that. I've been in the same season, and I just can't understand. Lord, I know there's more, but I want to give my all to you. Spiritual disciplines are not intended to enslave us. So if you're here right on your mentality, do I need to give? Do I need to fast? Do I need to pray? Do I need to really read God's word? You're getting it all wrong. Because it is impossible for you to enjoy the things that the Bible uh, is asking you to do when you have not connected with God. The reason why you can do all of these things because you have collided with who God is. It is your interaction and God's love for you that's causing you to do all of these things. And because you're totally transformed of God's love, you can now do what needs to be done. And a lot of us here, We're not just having an encounter with God. But just like what I've mentioned, we're liberated from complacency. We're liberated from timidity. We're liberated from laziness. How many of you here, there are days that you find yourself lazy? Days that you find yourself hopeless? Do you understand? I mean, you, you find yourself depressed. And as you face the mirror, the first hour of the morning... You're depressed of the person right inside the mirror. Do you understand? And the people around you is depressed for seeing you depressed. There are things that you don't understand with your life. That you're complacent. That you just want the comforts of life. There's nothing wrong with that. But you know in your heart that these are the things that's suppressing you from knowing and growing deeper in your walk with God. Church, I can sense in the Spirit that all of you, if you choose to give in, the prompting of the lord this evening you can grow deeper in your walk with god you can have an encounter with god you will know god not through me but firsthand a lot of you here you know god through a pastor that's not a personal relationship how many of you are here okay you've tried representing a friend who went to baraka by telling his story nobody would do that that you will tell his experience from his vantage point, and you will talk as if you've been to Barakai And act as if you swam in Boracay. Do you understand? Nobody, okay, in his right mind will do such thing. But a lot of you here, you're feeding based on what I'm just telling you. This is just an added bonus every Sunday. It is my prayer that in our our time of prayer and fasting that you will break free from what's preventing you and you can establish and you will establish a personal encounter with God every morning. And this passage speaks of a runner, okay, who loves running and does not see that removing the things that's causing him to slow down is a big deal. If you are a runner, an athlete in your right mind, you will remove anything that slows you down. And there are sins, there are certain compromises that you think that by cutting corners and doing what you think is just comfortable and convenient for you will, will, will advance you in life. You're getting it all wrong. The reason why, and I have to say this, it's not part of my message this evening. The reason why, a lot of you here are living in compromise. Because you have adhered to what the devil has promised you, every sin is a product of a lie. The reason why you're living in sin because you have adhered to a lie. po natin yung ng kaaway. So if you have a sin that you pet around, it must be that the promise of the devil speaks volume to the promise of God. That's the reason why you have to constantly expose yourself in the Word of God than to listen to what the enemy has to say. And thus, I do pray that in this time of fasting, you will receive your breakthrough. You will break free from what's preventing you. And I know that in the last installment of our series, Cross Training, that we will develop spiritual disciplines. The goal is not just to look good. For some of you here, the reason why you exercise is that you look good. You look awesome. Look at the person on your right. Does he look awesome? You don't have to explain, okay? If every single day you're out there to lose weight. But I know more than just looking good and looking sharp, that we're not just here okay, and we exist for the purpose of having a great image. More than having the looks, I hope that you would want to live a healthy life physically. Because if you're living healthy, your body will follow. In the same manner, spiritually speaking, some of us, we just would want to go through a religious routine because we want to what? We want people to uh, accept us and approve of us. Okay? And I have nothing against being healthy, but I hope that more than just our conscious effort to... Uh, live in health and vigor that we will prioritize our spirituality. The problem is that we want the presence of God. We want God, but we catch ourselves approaching God for the things of God. Some of you here, you only pray and read the Bible when you are in a situation that doesn't agree with what you want. Some of you, you only come to God because of what God can provide. Some of you admit that you have a relationship with God, but the basis of the relationship that you have with the Lord is that there is something that you want to get from God. You only come to God if you need something from God. You think God is an ATM, and that's not what God wants. God wants to have a relationship with you that every single day you can walk with Him, run with Him, smile with Him, laugh with Him. And thus, we only approach God when we need something from god i don't know with you and i don't know if you can relate with me how many of you here you have friends may mga kaibigan kayo alam ko yung iba you, you, you just need to raise your hand even if, if you don't have one okay just pretend you have a friend and that friend of yours is yourself how many of you here you love yourself Ang sarap, how many of you here you 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 na susubukan na, nyang i-massage yung sarili self service massage and it's awesome do you understand and, and, and if you love yourself, okay, I'm fine with that. But I don't know if, if you have friends, and a lot of us, uh, we, we are very, very uh, uh, friendly and, and we love to be with a community. And uh, I don't know if, if you have friends that they are like uh, uh, machine guns. I mean, they, they just love to talk. And you can stop them from talking. How many of you can relate with me? In, in every group, there is always a machine gun. Do you understand? These people love to talk, Okay. Oh, uh, may mga din know it all alam lahat ng bagay yung hindi mo tinatanong i mean they'll just say their piece without asking them questions and they'll just elaborate on a certain matter that you're not interested of but they will continue blobbing their mouth i mean for uh, you want to pretend that you like the person You understand i mean there are also friends okay uh, and this is very very classic friends that are always late yung pag may appointment Gimmick tayo. Dara late siya pero he's early the, for the next appointment. Do you understand? I mean, palaging late. And the classic example is that we have friends that we can relate to. These are friends that they will only appear if they need something from you. Ang tawag dito mga ninja. Lulubog lilitaw kung may kailangan lang. And a lot of us are ninjas when it comes to our relationship with God. We only come to God. When we need something from god and you've been doing that for years because your encounter with god has been so shallow i hope that as we fast and pray this week that we will prioritize not just what we can get from god but we will prioritize the face of god more than his hand the reason why fasting is effective when it is anchored in your desire to know god more than what he can provide fasting is never about asking god for something in return it will follow but i hope the first step of fasting is not the things that you want and the things that you desire it is more of god because this is one thing i want you to know the more you know god deeply and the more you know god in a deeper manner the more everything is influenced around you remember knowing god will create a domino effect to the things that you're believing god for can we give god the glory for that Know God. This prayer and fasting is a venue where you know God in a deeper way. And the more you get to know God, the more you're excited for the things of God. I am telling you right now, how many of you here, you will take the risk this year if you know the next six months of this year you're not going to fail? If you're single, available, ready to mingle, you know you're not going to be looked down, and disapproved by that woman of your dreams, you will pursue that person. Am I correct? And some of us here, the reason why we're so impatient because we are filled with so many questions. Lord, what's next? How to go about this relationship? What do you want me to do? God is simply saying, "Wait, it's my it's my call. It's my ball game. Just get to know me first. Get to know the who more than the what. Get to know the who more than the how." Pastor Alam, I've been coming to church. I'm consistent with my daily devotion. How is it that I'm still in limbo? How is it that that, that I, I can find the right one? Pastor, I've been praying for, for a person that will love me. No, Pastor Bhuti Pas si is no white. Kung magatla ng fruitas, may boyfriend na. Ako kung ako ng fruit salad wala then. Tonight I hope that you will not use and define God, okay, and his capacity and his character based on the things we're praying for. God is God and that will not change. That is the reason why I want to read right here in Psalm 69, verse 9 to 11 and 12. For zeal for your house has consumed me, and the reproaches of those who reproach you have fallen on me. When I wept and humbled my soul with fasting, it became my reproach. He wept and fasted. When I made a sackcloth, my clothing, I became a byword to them. I am the talk of those who sit in the gate, and the drunkards make songs about me. This was a very, very depressing response of David, knowing that he's a man after God's own heart. And thus, I believe that this passage beyond, okay, and before verses 9 to 12, it speaks of the condition of David. And if you look at really the... Uh, the the, the whole chapter, David was crying out, Save me, O God, for the waters have come to my neck. That was in verse 1. And the reason why I want to mention this, because I want all of you to understand that David was depressed. He was crying for help. How many of you here, you have been in a situation that there is no other option but to cry to God? We've been in that situation, and we know that we're helpless. This is similar to most of our encounters. I sink in deep mire where there is no foothold. That is in verse 2. I have come into deep waters and the flood sweeps over me. I am weary with crying out. My throat is parched. Pagod na, pagod na ako. Na yung lalamunan ko. My eyes grow dim with waiting for my God. Lord, where are you? And this is a condition that we can all relate from. And David uh, response was to what to come to God and say, Lord, I have to check the motivations of my heart. And He mentioned that He fasted and put on a sackcloth. The word fasting, okay, came from a Hebrew word which means to what to cover your mouth. In the Greek word means to abstain. Thus, okay, fasting is intended for spiritual purposes. And the reason why you don't want to eat and drink because. You are passionate about, more than anything else in this world, you're passionate about your relationship with God. Some of us, we treat it as a requirement because you're part of victory and it is required of you. That's not the point of fasting. Fasting is a byproduct that you have tasted that the Lord is good and you want more of God. You're not satisfied with where you are in, spiritual, in your spiritual journey. That you want to press in and move one step closer to God. The goal is for spiritual purposes. Because once our hearts and our spirituality are recalibrated, everything follows. Do you understand? And thus in Matthew chapter 6, verse 1, we are forewarned that we need to be aware, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Jesus warned people when they pray and fast and do the things that are asked of them because there's a tendency for us to brag about it. And as if this is where we derive our security based on what you do religiously. A lot of people would always bank on their type of fasting. People would brag about okay, how they would go about their fasting. A hypocrite is someone who acts as if he loves God, but in reality, he exists only for the things of God. That is totally insane because at times... We go about these things and we go about fasting because we want people to see us that we're better than them. Remember this, ladies and gentlemen, fasting will not make you a better Christian. Fasting, it is not something that you use to impress other people. Fasting is your byproduct or the byproduct of your relationship with God. And the reason why I can relate with fasting because the day that I tied the knot with my ex-girlfriend, now my wife, okay, and she's with me. And the reason why I have overlooked eating not because I choose not to eat. I am telling you right now, the reason why I can relate with all of you because I love to eat. And for the past few days, I've been praying interceding, Lord, how can this be? Almost every year and every. Time there is a time of prayer and fasting, three, four days before, I do struggle. I just want to confess that. I just love to eat. I can eat anything. I can eat you. Do you understand? (laughs) So I struggle. Okay? But the day that I fell in love with my wife, let me change that. The day that my wife fell in love with me. Okay? I overlooked eating because I was busy preparing for our wedding day. I'm excited to be with her. The reason why I have overlooked my daily meals because of that special day. And I don't know if you're familiar with the Bible that God compares our relationship with Him as bride and groom and not husband and wife. Why? It is so simple. The bride and groom relationship is always fresh. You understand. Have you seen a groom and a bride? They prepare for the great event. The husband and wife, at times, they're so familiar with each other. And you're not prepared and have nothing against it. And I hope that you'll try to prepare for your husband as he goes home. Do you understand? But because of the kids and, and the years that you've been together, you're so familiar with each other that you lose the connection. Because God is saying, I'm the groom, you're the bride. And I'm telling you right now if you're in love with someone, you don't care about the meal. You just enjoy staring her up close and personal. And you can't help but melt like an ice cream in a hot sunny day. Do you understand? That's the love that motivates you in missing a meal because you're just so consumed with one another. And thus I hope that all of us will have the same encounter in our relationship with God. In Psalm 69, David said, verse 9, For zeal for your house has consumed me, and the approaches of those who reproach you have fallen on me. The word zeal means passion. The word passion and zeal means an exclusive relationship with God. Ladies and gentlemen, the reason why some of us are struggling moving forward in a relationship with God, because you know in your heart you want God, but your relationship with God is not Exclusive. Let me say that once again. Some of you are not getting it. Some of you want to grow deeper in your relationship with God. And David was simply saying, the seal for the house of God is my top priority. Some of you here, you want God, but you know your relationship with God is not exclusive. How many married people in the house? Married people. You're married. Some of you are having a hard time. Okay, classifying yourself. If you're married, if you look depressed, you're married. Come on now. (laughs) Kidding again. You know, if, if, if you're married and if, if you're, of course, uh, if you're married and, and if, if you're a husband, you approach a wife. And this is a good illustration of exclusivity, where a husband approaches his wife and tells him, honey, you have my whole body for the next seven days, 24 7, 365 days, but every Sunday for five minutes, can I give my body to someone? Five, five minutes, just five minutes, will my wife agree with me? I don't think so. You have my body for seven days. And just for five minutes, can I give this to someone? And you will, you will disagree. Do you understand? And I'm telling you right now, that is a picture that nobody wants, though for a moment would give his or her uh, wife or husband to someone because you want the person to have your full attention. When it comes to our passion and zeal, God is simply saying, there are certain things that I'm dealing with you. And God is simply saying, let this go. I'm not here to assault your dreams and your aspirations. At times we feel like that. We feel like God is against with the things that we want. God is against with our boyfriend. If you're a man, I think so. No, 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 I'm not kidding. Because that's not the design of God. There are certain things in our lives that we, we, we tend to compromise and nobody knows about it except you and God. God is saying, just give the top. That is standing in the way in our relationship with you. I want to do more in your life, but because of this sin in your life that so is it entangles you that you can't even move forward. I can sense that some of you here are thinking twice. and You're saying, God is fasting for me. God is fasting for me. Lord, I know. Lord, I know that you can, you, 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 you understand my predicaments. Lord, God is not saying that you need to be perfect. Remember this, God wants us to mature, wants us to grow. And God knows that you will never be perfect, but God is expecting you to be godly. Somebody that will do things with Him involved, and He wants exclusivity. And thus, I always ask myself, Lord, do I just exist to be good? Because a lot of us here, we think that by trying to be good will qualify us in the eyes of God. Let me answer to you, this is not just trying to be good. It is always every single minute of the day a question, does everything that I do brings me one step closer to God, does it steer my affections of who Christ is? Because I am telling you right now, there are things that stifle us or stallify us. Say the word stallify, I want us to use that to look intelligent. Okay, you can use the word stallify to stop you. Uh, you approach an office mate, uh, can I stallify you? Do you understand? And they will nod their heads because they will pretend that they know the word. Do you understand? People are so pretentious, I'm telling you right now. And I've been using this in the office and people will just nod their it as if they know what I'm talking about. I don't have any clue of what this word is, but I love using it. Do you understand? It stifles us in our affection of Christ. There's a reason why we're not hungry because we have been consumed with all the junk foods of the world. And I know that all of you can relate with this. That if you eat four packs of Cheetos jalapeno flavor and a pack of Doritos before meal, I don't think you'll have an appetite for that meal. Because you settle for less. God is offering you a buffet and He wants you to come in and dine and enjoy it. But we settle for the things that the enemy is trying to offer temporarily. Remember, remember, The enemy has an alternative. and this coming time of fasting, he will convince you to just throw it away and never continue with your fast. I want you to keep on because the grace of God is made perfect in weakness. Tonight, we will pray that the Lord will give us the grace. You also pray for me. You also pray for us. We're human. I want a personal encounter with God more than just being a pastor. I want a connection with God. And thus, there are a lot of things that prevents us from moving forward in our walk with God. I hope this time of prayer and fasting, your prayer should be, Lord, I just want you. More than, Lord, more than having the things that I dream and I desire, more than having an individual that will be with me for the rest of my life. But Lord, there's no white. And some of us here, we think that we exist because it is our role and we're entitled to acquire the things that we want from God. God is simply saying, me first. This time of prayer and fasting. The reason why we can't move forward because there is something that controls us. Whatever controls us and shapes one's life is in effect the God one worships by J.R. Packer. Everything that we do in life, it is always controlled by an idol that we want to please. And I do pray that before we start another six months, that we can press the reset button. And we can calibrate our hearts and ask ourselves, more than, more than doing what is good, what is one thing that motivates me doing good? And God is not settled just by your goodness. He wants to check why you're good. God is not settled with expression of how good you can be. God wants to know why are you expressing goodness. He wants the motivation in each and every action because our appetites dictate the direction of our lives. And I'm telling you right now, this coming Tuesday, we will kill our appetite for the things of this world. And we will invite the desire to long for God and hunger for His presence. This is the only thing that all of us will realize that we're not really that close to God. That there are issues in our hearts that needs to be addressed. Because fasting reveals the measure of food's mastery over us. If that is television and computers. And for some of you here, before you face your faith book the Bible, you're busy checking your Facebook. And I know this is just minor, but I'm telling you right now, The enemy will always reveal something that will disrupt your relationship with God. Things that doesn't as if will hurt you. But down the road, it will. These are the things that God wants us to refocus and rechannel our passions because by living in this world, you are not exempted from the invitations of walls and schemes of the enemy. This time of fasting, it will be a reboot for you. If you're doing a water fast, ask God to give you the grace. If you're doing God, or if you're doing one meal a day, ask God for the grace. If there's a combination of liquid fast and water fast, be my guest. But I want you, before you go out of this room, there's a booklet that you need to take the box and decide, Lord, I am making and I am striking a deal with you. Help me go through the fast. For some of you, it can be oxygen fast. You stop breathing. And before you know it, you'll receive a welcome remark from the Lord. Welcome, my good and faithful servant. I'm just kidding. And David had the same dilemma. In Psalm 42, verse 1 to 2, he was explaining of this picture of a deer pants for streams of water. And the picture right here, based on the commentaries I've read, that it's a deer who is totally dehydrated and there's no other way but for him to call out on water. Have you seen a person gasping for air? Yung taong lulunud. Krispy Kreme. Do you understand? <laughs> he doesn't he, okay, he doesn't cry out for a wife or a husband. Yungulunud. You call out for what? For help. For somebody to save you. It is my prayer this coming Tuesday. There is nothing that you will long for. I am telling you right now. Your three days will be a glimpse of the next six months. Come on now. Do you understand? Can we give you the glory for that? The next six months will be decided this coming Tuesday. And I just can't allow the enemy to take hold of it. The enemy has bullied my dad, my mom, my entire family. Today, that will not happen. This coming Tuesday, he has to be very, very careful of crossing the line. Because I have prepared myself spiritually. I have asked the Holy Spirit to fill me. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see this coming Tuesday of who will live in victory. And I'm expecting people in this room, the rise of the occasion, that you will not give up. That the next six months, it is always for your advantage. Because you know, the next six months, you will wake up every morning. You'll read God's word. You'll quote God's word. You'll declare God's word, and the Lord will prosper you that you will be refreshed, that you will not get tired, that you are a man of wisdom and you will be full of ideas and creativity, that when you venture into a business, the Lord will give you guidance and will help you. You are that person. And tonight, I hope that you will take on that more than just what you want and what you need, you will embrace God in your life because God is most glorified in us. He is exalted when we are most satisfied in Him. Ladies and gentlemen, there is nothing on my prayer list this coming Tuesday there's only one thing, in fact, that my heart will long like a deer. And what my heart will long for more of God and less of me. It is written right here, that for the seal for your house has consumed me. And the reproaches of those who reproach you have fallen on me. Whenever God is dishonored, and David was so clear about this, that in our hunger and our longing with God, and as we take this on and as we go through the time of prayer and fasting, you will know who you really are how many of you here honestly you know who you are you know come on yes right you know who you are nobody will say Sino ako? do you understand Sana ako do you understand nobody will do that how many of you here you've you've you you, you caught yourself doing such thing and you understand nobody will do that nobody who am i Nobody. You think you know yourself, but it's coming time of prayer and fasting. You will be introduced to who you really are. How evil, how carnal, how demonic your heart is. You're not a demon, but your heart can be very, very demonic. If all of us would have a TV monitor right on top of our head where everything that we think is projected in the TV monitor, I am telling you right now, you can think of evil things. Some of you, you're, you're, you're blaming the devil. Pastor, Yung demon. kase, Because we're evil. And I'm telling you right now, in this time of fasting, the Spirit of God will reveal the condition of your heart. Some of you here, you're full of pride. You think you're righteous. You don't know what you're talking about. In fact, your righteousness is like a filthy rag. Have you seen a filthy rag? Somewhere in the Muntinlupa market. Have you tried picking a filthy rag? The basahang It's so filthy. That's your righteousness. That's what the Bible says. A filthy rag is described or it is a, a, a used as an illustration of how filthy the byproduct of our lives. And in the same manner, we know that it's not easy to deprive ourselves from food but i want you to have a perspective that food magnifies christ in two ways by eating in gratitude thank you lord for this food in jesus name amen and by forfeiting it out of hunger for god himself you're thankful for the food but you're willing to what turn your back on the food because god is much more important than what you're about to partake ladies and gentlemen I cannot change your appetite. But one thing I know, before we go out of this room, there is a miracle for each and every one of us us, that we will long for God more than anything else. And that hunger for God will cause you to have humility before God. In the absence of our flesh and our pride and our arrogance, is where the presence of God begins. When we walk in humility, because we have collided with our carnality, as John Calvin quoted, it has at least three primary objectives of why fasting is effective. That it beats down the demands of the flesh. Prepare ourselves for the Lord. And we are recalibrated to be dependent on Him. Our humility will cause us to long for God and desire that after this fasting, O God, I will be dependent on You. It is my desire that each and every one of us will cry out and say, God, I want You to come and intervene in my life because there is no other way. In the same chapter, when I wept and humbled my soul with fasting, it became my reproach. When I made sackcloth my clothing, I became a byword to them. Humility is to lower oneself in posture, in lower condition. Fasting means of getting our minds back on the reality that we are not self-sufficient. We need God. Fasting helps us realize how fragile we are and how much we depend on the things beyond ourselves. It is an act of surrender that we're saying, God, the next six months, I don't know if I can handle it. I don't know if I can do it. I want you to journey with me. And because of our hunger and our posture of humility, we will find God. Remember this. There is nothing in this world that will reveal how evil your heart is than fasting. Just like what I mentioned, you will get to know yourself. When you fast, you will get to know your temper. You will get to know your attitude. You will get to know who you really are. But in your collision with yourself, kung saan mo yung sarili mo, this is where you find the mercy, the forgiveness, and the grace of God. Ladies and gentlemen, in the time of fasting, you're not just depriving yourself from what is offered to you, you are simply saying that, Lord, you're more important than any of these things. In the next six months of this year, before we end the year, every morning you wake up, you know in your heart that God is in the top priority list. Some of you, you have a hierarchy of your priorities. Your relationship with your God and with God, your wife or your husband, your children, your career, your ministry. I don't believe in the hierarchy of priorities. Because in everything, as I prioritize God as my number one, what I have as my top priority is the basis if I would love my wife, I would love my children, I will be excellent in my work. I see God not as a list. I see God in the center of everything that I do. That as I love my wife, my love for God and my understanding of God and everything that I do revolves around God at the center of my solar system. So as I love my wife and I excel in my my work, God is always at the center. And God, and everything that I do, it is always through the lenses of my top priority. Ladies and gentlemen, just like what John 6, 35 says, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst the byproduct of our hunger and our humility is that we will have the heart for God. When the prophet confronted David of his immoral behavior with Bathsheba, where he found her taking a bath, Shabbat, he realized that he has done something that is unacceptable to God. And he realized that God is not pleased with what he did. But Sheba got pregnant. So he went out of his way, prayed and fasted. But the child died though he fasted. Remember, everything that we want and desire, okay, doesn't have any guarantee if God will say yes or God will disagree or agree with you. And David's prayer was left unanswered. And thus, David got up from the ground after he had washed, put on lotions, and changed his clothes. He went in the house of the Lord and worshipped God ladies and gentlemen, when you feel like that God has not provided what you're asking Him for, I just don't want you to turn your back and part ways with God. It is a test if you exist for God or the things of God. It is a test if you're living for God or the things that God can provide. It is a test Whether you exist for the provision or the provider, it is a test whether you do have a relationship with God. The discipline of fasting is to know more of God than what His hand can give. I want to invite the music team to join me here in front. And as we close this, I do pray that more than just what you think God can provide, you will pray a personal prayer. It is time of fasting. It is never what you want, but what God wants. It is never about your prayer list and your hopes and your desires. It is about knowing God. The starting point of everything is your knowledge of God. Remember, the more you get to know God, the more things get clear. Your knowledge of God will determine the way you live your life. We hope you were inspired by that message. Listen to more podcasts from our website at www.victoryalabang.org and in Victory Alabang app. Thank you and stay connected.